Hey everyone, I'm Chris Saliza, CNN politics editor at large and host of CNN's new podcast, Downside Up. I'm in for David Chalian today, and this is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, October the 5th. President Joe Biden and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis call a timeout on their budding political rivalry, for now, as the state picks up the pieces from Hurricane Ian. President Biden and the First Lady were in southwest Florida today to see firsthand the destruction Hurricane Ian has brought about. Natural disasters are probably one of the handful of events that happen in America that will bring Republicans and Democrats into the same vicinity. And that's what happened today. Mr. President, welcome to Florida. We appreciate uh, working together across various levels of government, and the floor is yours. Well, Gov, uh, the first lady, thank you very much for the hospitality. For parts of the trip, the Democratic president was accompanied by the Republican governor of Florida and Florida's two Republican senators, Rick Scott and Marco Rubio. Today, we have one job, and only one job. And that's to make sure the people of Florida get everything that they need to fully, thoroughly recover. This is about America coming together, and I really mean it. In remarks earlier today, President Biden reaffirmed his commitment to supporting Florida's people and recovery efforts. We're here today because we wanted to tell you in person that we're thinking of you and we're not leaving. We're not leaving until this gets done. I promise you that. Hurricane Ian was responsible for over 100 deaths in the state. The tally has been climbing every day. Hundreds of thousands of people remain without power, and that could be the case for at least a month in the hardest-hit communities. And search and rescue crews continue to comb through the wreckage. Residents, local and state officials say that in some of the heavily impacted areas, homes and businesses are unlivable and virtually unrecognizable. The Bidens first landed in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, and surveyed the damage via helicopter. Together, DeSantis and Biden met with Floridians impacted by the storm. Then Biden got a briefing from federal, state, and local officials on recovery and response efforts. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre previously said that this matter is above politics and that both teams are working as one. Plenty of time to discuss differences between the president and the governor, uh, and but now is not the time. And both administrations have been working together since the hurricane hit Florida's west coast. Biden said he spoke several times with DeSantis. He promised to be there every step of the way and granted many of the governor's federal assistance requests before and after the storm hit. Most recently, Biden extended the federal disaster declaration for the state and announced the government will reimburse the entire cost of debris removal and search and rescue operations for 60 days instead of just 30 days. Here was DeSantis earlier today. I think we've worked as well across state local and federal, of any disaster that I've seen. I think one of the things that you're seeing in this response, we are cutting through the bureaucracy. We are cutting through the red tape, uh, and that's from local government, state government, all the way up uh, to the president. So we appreciate the team effort. The Biden administration and DeSantis have also joined forces in pushing back against questions about Lee County, where Fort Myers is located. Lee ordered evacuations about 24 hours before the catastrophic storm hit the area, so some wondered if officials gave residents enough time to leave the area. Both leaders have defended Lee County's actions and noted the unpredictable nature of the storm. Now, this past week actually marks the second time Biden and DeSantis have welcomed a brief truce in the aftermath of a tragedy. They also worked together after a building collapsed in Surfside, Florida last year, which killed 98 people. Here was DeSantis last June when that was happening. If I didn't specify the date, you might think this was him very recently. 
we really appreciate uh, having the support uh, of the president and the people of Florida really appreciate uh, the president and his administration stepping up to help people who are in need. But a lot has changed in the 16 months since the two leaders stood side by side a week after the Surfside tragedy. The tension in their relationship has reached a breaking point recently, when DeSantis took credit for two flights carrying 50 migrants from the border to Martha's Vineyard. Instead of working with us on solutions, Republicans are playing politics with human beings, using them as props. What they're doing is simply wrong. It's un-American. It's reckless. If 50 was a burden on one of the richest places in our country, what about all these other communities that have been overrun with hundreds or thousands? Biden can't defend his policies of open borders. Uh, it's doing huge damage to our country. DeSantis was captured by WFTS. The move is part of a recent effort by Republican governors to send migrants to liberal enclaves in the North in protest of the Biden administration's immigration policies at the southern border. DeSantis has even threatened to send more migrants to Biden's home state of Delaware. And before this, Biden had recently compared DeSantis to a schoolyard bully whose legislative agenda targeted LGBTQ kids. DeSantis has launched a war on what he calls, quote, woke ideology. And as part of that, he has signed legislation banning schools from talking about sexual orientation and gender identity. That, while DeSantis continues to blame Biden for rising inflation, too. Earlier this year, DeSantis also accused Biden of withholding aid to tornado victims because the president, quote-unquote, hates Florida. But the growing friction in their fractured relationship has come as DeSantis is on the rise within his party. DeSantis's ability to grab headlines and anger liberals has made him a favorite among Republican voters, some of whom want him to challenge Biden in 2024. Though DeSantis's move to send migrants to Martha's Vineyard drew widespread condemnation, it was equally celebrated among the Republican base. And that comes on top of other provocative moves by the governor on immigration, big business, COVID-19, and education. But if DeSantis were to run, that could set up a showdown between him and former President Donald Trump, who has recently teased the idea of running again. Also worth noting, as DeSantis seeks re-election next month for governor, he's made Biden a staple of his campaign against his Democratic opponent, Charlie Crist. Multiple Republican ads have highlighted the close ties between Crist and Biden, saying Crist would, quote, do to Florida what Biden's done to America. But regardless, these two coming together in the face of tragedy even if it's most likely temporary, shows Floridians and Americans it's possible to work together in times of need, no matter what political parties the leaders belong to. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening, and please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. If you want more of me and my political analysis, please subscribe to The Point newsletter. And don't forget to check out my new podcast, Downside Up, where I explore with journalists, experts, and forward-thinking futurists how small changes in the status quo could change our world completely. The first episode is out now, and it's titled, What Would the World Look Like Without Flavor? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back with another episode of this podcast tomorrow.